Hello everyone. Welcome to Find Yourself podcast dedicated to empowering every individual in the field of personal mastery, creating extraordinary life and elevate the way you think and live life and just transform. I'm your host Bhavani Venkatesha. I'm super excited for you to join us wherever you are. Every Saturday my new episode will be out. I know a lot of you listen to podcast on your way to work at home on your day off because you want to live life to the fullest. So find yourself podcast is the right place for you. To get all episodes just subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast or wherever you're listening to this podcast. scared because the way i talk the way i pronounce my body language the toning the way i'm going to end the conversation everything is going to be observed because i am talking to the master in communication this young boy who's just 24 years old coaches the ceos and the startups to to bring in their best ideas and communicate effectively I would like to welcome Brendan Kumaraswamy. Brendan, welcome to this conversation and it's an honor to have you here today. The honor is mine, Bhavani. Thanks for having me. You're most welcome, Brendan. Brendan, I want to start asking you because I have read your story. I've seen it on the social media platforms from being in poverty to being a master in communication and then coaching the CEOs today. What a magnificent shift that is. How Yeah, absolutely. It's a great way of starting the conversation. So, when I started my journey, Bhavani, you know, my parents were factory workers, minimum wage growing up in Montreal. We weren't that poor, but let's just say uh I didn't get everything I wanted for Christmas. I think that's a good way of putting it. And over time, what I realized was for me to become successful, it wasn't about being a YouTuber or being a content creator or starting master talk. No, it was just to get a job like everyone else. If you get a nice job after university, your life will be different. That's what happened to me. I studied really hard in university, got a job at Price Waterhouse Coopers that I initially thought was a water bottling company. It's how lost I was. Then after I got a job at IBM and I just said, "Wow, I finally make money. Life is great." Except one thing was missing. That one thing was how do i make a bigger difference in the world how do i contribute more to society and that's when i had the idea for master talk because back in university i used to do these things called case competitions think of it like professional sports but for nerds so other guys my age were playing football or rugby or some other sport I never really understood i applied it to presentations what i enjoyed doing and when i was watching those youtube videos of other creators i realized how bad they were You know, a lot of the advice was very general. You know, you hear advice like, "Oh, above and you should like get up on stage and talk." And I said, "What do you do with this nonsense?" So, from the experiences I got in university, I was able to start making YouTube videos on the the topic of communication, and that led to a, an exposure in my personal brand and now I have a thriving executive coaching practice. That's awesome, Brendan, because The way I got inspired is when I met you in an LA um LA live event you shared your story for just 1 minute and it went I mean it was so deep and powerful I definitely thought I need to strike a conversation with 
this boy <laughs> so that powerful is when you sh- when you speak when you share your story so i want to ask you because the first thing people judge you is the way you communicate you know the way you the way you talk to them your emotions the toning and they typically form that judgment so what is your advice or golden nuggets to the audience to communicate effectively absolutely so the first the way that i think about this bhavani is the first question we need to ask ourselves is the following how would the world change if you were an exceptional communicator and the answer to that question will vary based on who you are if you're someone like yourself who's starting this big movement and has a big podcast well then in that case it's saying how do i align my goals in life with communication but what people need to understand is that communication is not just about having a big following or speaking to 10,000 people but rather every interaction in your life the way that you talk to your family your friends the deals you negotiate at work to the pizza that you order on the phone every interaction of your life is communication so the better that you get at communication not only does it improve the quality of your businesses but more importantly your life so that would be the first nugget is starting to think about that question what's important to you is it about having less arguments with your spouse or significant other is it having less fights in general is it speaking on stage get really clear on that and then we can move on to the next step that's that's awesome uh, is there any key elements that you want to share like top 3 or top 5 Uh, that you would like to share it with the audience. Of course, happy to. I'll give you the easiest one in the book. And the easiest one if you apply this tomorrow in your presentations, you'll see probably a 10x improvement. And the method is called puzzle. Public speaking is like a jigsaw puzzle, Buffany. You know those pieces you kind of put together with your kids or your family. So so if I asked you, if you were working on this puzzle, which pieces would you start with first and why? Wow. That was so deep. I think that's something everyone need to ask themselves before they get into any kind of uh, public speaking presentation, right? That is awesome. And I think the biggest thing today is storytelling, the hottest topic. Uh and this has made an impact on me uh, a lot because uh, an average citizen consumes around 100,000 words in a day, right? But when you hear a story, and somebody tells you a story that remains in your mind for a very long time so you know how can people communicate than just talking not talking facts and content through a storytelling more effectively brendan right of course so so just building on the point about puzzle bhavani and then we'll get into storytelling when we think about jigsaw puzzles we always tend to start with the edges first right so let's say we're building a puzzle you know those 1000 toys that we kind of do at home but we don't do that in public speaking most of the time when we give a presentation we ramble right we put a push a bunch of content in we throw a bunch of stuff we get to the last slide and it sounds something like this uh yeah so thanks right it's not really good but with puzzle treat your presentations like a jigsaw puzzle start with the edges first do your introduction 50 times not 3 times not five times do it 50 times because it actually won't take you that long it's only a minute same thing with the conclusion what's a great movie with a terrible ending terrible movie last time i checked 
push 50 times, two hours of practice will change the way that you think about communication, will change the way that you communicate because you'll look at yourself and go, wow, I'm really good at this thing. And then you'll tackle the middle. It's not building on storytelling. How do we tell better stories and help people get excited about what we have to say? In my opinion, I don't believe storytelling is something you should practice as a beginner. And the reason is because storytelling is very complex. So if I tell you a story, Bhavani, once upon a time, there was this thing. Notice how my technique, my technique isn't good as a speaker. My story will fall flat. That's why my recommendation always is focus on one presentation, one topic. So for you, it's the topic of your own podcast. Make a presentation of your own podcast that you can use to promote because you can present that over and over and over again. Use puzzle, start, ending, middle. Make it so good and then start to make it engaging. Think about Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins has been doing the same seminar for 40 years. He's been doing the same presentation, the same topic, probably longer than you've been alive and definitely longer than I've been alive. And I think that's a great message for all of us. Focus on one presentation, make it perfect. And then after, when you think about storytelling, then slowly make your way up the ladder. That's awesome, Brendan. Um, I really want you, if you have that one minute, if you can just share that story that you shared in, uh, it's called Time Stalk. Um, would you mind just giving that a bit of, Oh, you mean the the speech, like just give you like a, a speech in general? Sure. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think it was, uh, you told it as a story and it was so powerful. I think I said it's something been... like that. I'm just trying to think back to that story. Uh... <laughs> I put oh, you on right. spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 it's fine. Don't worry. I'll, I'll just invent something as I go. How, how about we do something different? Um, I call it the random word exercise. So the random word exercise is an exercise people can do as they're listening. It's like a random word you pick. And then through that random word, you practice. And so I, I'll demonstrate that. So Bhavani, why don't you give me a random word, any word you want, and then I have to make a presentation out of it. Power of your voice. Okay, cool. Yeah. In life, there are many powers that we can have. Whether it's the superpower of an amazing mother who takes care of their children, to the superheroes that we admire in every Marvel commercial, or movie that we're about to see. Heroes take different shapes and forms, and it's the power that those heroes have that inspire us to do better and be better. But power is not just reserved for the heroes in movies. I believe all of us have a power. For some people, it's mothering their children. For others, it's sharing communication tips with the world. And for somebody else, it's teaching somebody their favorite cupcake recipe. So I ask you all today to look inside, to find that voice that speaks to you and to share it. Because if everyone shared their voice and their power, the world would become a superpower. So use your voice, share it, and see the magic that I'll bring not just you, but the people around you. You don't stop inspiring me. <laughs> that I mean, was what the, awesome. what they want to push here is, you know, a lot of people look at this and go, wow, Brendan is so good. I've done that 2,000 times, Bovany. 
right? And, and I, don't, I don't exaggerate that number. I've done that 2,000 times, not two times. It takes practice. When I was on my first podcast, you know, somebody asked me, where do you think the fear of public speaking comes from? I kind of go, uh, well, uh, I don't really know. I guess, I mean, I'm in my mother's basement. I'm making YouTube videos. I'm 22 at the time. I don't really know. But when it's the 200th time I'm asked the same question, then you have a better answer. That's the message I want to put out to people. The key to mastering communication is to focus on one idea that you want to repeat over and over and over again. And you know how many interviews I did today, right? On the same questions, right? And I do that all the time. That's why. And I think everyone can do that, right? Especially if I could do it. I'm sure all of us can. I, I completely agree. And I, I like what you told about the practice because every time... You, uh, and for me, because I just broke my fear and I started this uh, whole conversations with some great souls. It not only inspires me, but to so many people, the awareness and that they can know a lot of things, right? So I think with every interview, I also feel I'm getting better. I think the practice is what matters and the energy, right? I think you did, I don't know about, this is your eighth interview today and your energy is, is so good. So, so Britain, I also want to talk about the online communication today because with the pandemic, the whole world has gone into the online um, communication. You know, the Zoom is on the boom. <laughs> so, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Zoom is on the boom. So what do you have to tell um, to communicate effectively when it comes to online uh, part of it? Right. So, so one sign up before I answer that is your communication skills will not get better incrementally, Bhavani. They'll increase tremendously over time. I'm not an exception to this rule either. When I started YouTube, I sucked. Go look at my first videos. I sounded something like this. Hi, everyone. Uh, today, uh, what's my YouTube channel called again? Oh, Master Talk. And to, like, I, I was terrible too. But over time, I got really good. I don't know a single podcaster in my life. And, and that's for the number of shows I've been on. I don't know a single one who has done over 100 episodes and is a worse speaker than where they started. Doesn't exist, right? So I promise you, if you keep doing the episodes, and I know you will, because I know you're dedicated to this, 100 episodes later, you'll be speaking like me in no time. You'll be like above any version of me, right? <laughs> which is better, which is the key. So back to online presentations. What's the difference? The difference is simple. You cannot gauge your audience's reaction. What does that mean? So let's say I'm at your house, I'm at your company, and I'm giving a workshop. And I say a joke. Two things will happen. One, you'll either laugh at the joke, say, wow, Brendan's such a funny guy. Or more likely, you'll look at me and go, this guy is not funny. Why is he saying jokes? He really shouldn't be. But either way, I can adapt and say, okay, this is what Bhavani's reaction. She doesn't like my joke. I'm probably not funny. Let me adapt. Let me change my tune. I don't have that luxury in the online world. There's 20 people on a Zoom call and all their cameras are off. I need to say the same joke with the same amount of positivity, the same amount of enthusiasm and energy and assume it's funny. That's the challenge of the online world. So how can you fix this? Couple of easy things you can do. One, always keep your eyes on the lens. So notice how in this conversation, for those who are watching the video, I'm only looking at the lens. And the way that you do this, even if it's very challenging, put a picture of somebody that you love 
next to the lens or a favorite food could be pizza. So you're always looking at the pizza, which forces you to look at the lens. That's one. Two, get on a call with somebody who's going to be in the audience so you know who you're speaking to. It's really hard to bring a lot of energy when you don't see anybody, right? Even in a one-on-one -on -one conversation like this, Bhavani, it's still challenging because I don't actually see you because I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at the lens. So I don't actually know if you like any of this. I have to assume you do, right? And that's the third part. The third part is always assume good intentions from your audience. When I started podcasting, you it's different, but for 95% of podcasts I've been on, I don't know the host, which means what this is, is a stranger does an excruciating amount of research on you and asks you questions, deep questions about your life. And you're just sitting there like, I don't know this person. Once again, doesn't apply in your case because we know each other, but in most cases, that's what happens. But over time, when you talk to them after the show and they go, oh, Brent, you're great. You realize that everyone's really nice. So then the mindset that you have when you enter a presentation goes from who's Bhavani to, wow, look at the impact that she's making for local community. I'm going to assume that I've known her for five years. So that's the trick. Let me resummarize. One, keep your eyes on the lens. Two, get on a call with your audience, get to know them, understand their dreams, their aspirations, who they wanna be. And three, always assume good intentions. It's a belief system that will eventually become true. Awesome, Brendan, awesome. I, I, like, like, I like all the tips that you gave, <laughs> really. So, uh, I mean, there are a lot of people today um, in the corporate environment. Um, they're looking for better presentations, better communications. So what is the difference that you see between an effective, I mean, the person who wants to present effectively versus public speaking, you know, is there a difference and any tips that you can give it to a corporate a crowd as well? Of course, the, the tip I always give my executives, I'm happy to share on this show, you will never get better at communication in the boardroom. It'll never happen. And I'll explain why. The reason is because you're under a lot of stress to deliver the presentation. You're on a very tight deadline. If you miss any content, you get punished for it. Not the best learning environment last time I checked. It's like if I forced you to play baseball every day, even if you don't like playing baseball. But when you got to hit the ball every day, every time you miss the ball, you don't get your snack. And you're just like, this sinks, <laughs> right? You know, if you keep missing, it's, it sucks. That's, what, that's the equivalent in the corporate world. So how do we make this better? The trick that you need to master is think about your presentations outside of work that you can give in a more inspiring fashion that you care about. This podcast on your side, Bobby, because I know you have a corporate job. So outside of that, this is your passion project. So you're not really doing this to make money. It's more just saying, oh, let's help a community. Let's get better. And notice how far your communication skills have gone because you're focused on presentations outside of work. Same thing with everyone else who's listening. Find a topic that you care about, that you want to present a lot. And it could be anything. You could be a marathon runner. You ran a marathon, you make a presentation on that, on some tips, tricks. You could be coaching a kid's leadership program on marketing because you're the CMO. You work as a chief marketing officer at a company. But outside of work, you just love coaching kids. But the beauty of those presentations is that you're doing with a sense of purpose. 
you're adding value to a community of individuals you want to help. And C, the most important one, the presentation never changes, but the audience always does. So going back to that example, chief marketing officer, I present a marketing presentation to kids. How do you think about marketing? And then after that, the next year, I come back for the presentation, but the kids are different now. So I can use the same presentation. So I'm only focused on making that one better because there's a direct impact between the presentation and the people listening to it. And then those skills bring them back to the boardroom. Does that make wow. sense? Yes, clear? absolutely. I think yeah. we need to remember this. We don't speak to, I mean, we need to speak to inspire, not to impress, first of all, right? And, um, and I think I read this somewhere. You can, it's the same story. It's the same content, but you need to present that in a very different way to different audience, right? The way you want to tell your, um, uh, probably your company's result to a five-year-old kid, if you need to tell, it's completely in a different way that you need to tell versus to an auditor or to your manager or to a sales pitch, the same story, but in a very different way, right? I think the audience matters a lot as well. Absolutely. And I'm living an example of this too. You know, I have a corporate job in technology and, you know, the company didn't teach me how to speak the way I spoke. It's because I had a lot of fun doing case competitions in university and I brought those skills into the boardroom. It wasn't the other way around. So I want people to realize that you can't practice for fun in the boardroom. You need to do that outside. And then you bring all of that charisma, all of that enthusiasm and energy back into the boardroom and you'll be easily in the top five, 10% of the speakers in your company. Very true. I think I agree to that. And Bernie, um, how, what do you think how people can make an impact? Because a lot of people want to talk, want to share a lot of things and bring awareness. But I think a lot of times it's that fear. And um, you know, for me also, it's, uh, it's, it was all about breaking that fear, right? So how can people um, bring their voice out and show up for it? Right. For me, it's always been down to a question. Right? I'm very controversial. I was like giving advice most people don't give. The question you all need to ask yourselves is who suffers from your inability to take action every day? Every day that you make the decision not to do the thing, understand who suffers. Most people, Bhavani, their option A and B sound something like this. Option A is do the recipe, make the podcast, start the YouTube channel. And option B is watching Netflix. Pretty simple. Whereas somebody like me, option A is make Master Talk work. Or option B, watch Julia and millions of people like her suffer. What do I mean by that? Julia's 16 years old. She's an incredible leader in high school. Really smart, very bright. Whatever she'll do in life, she'll knock it out of the park. Whether it's to be a rock star, an entrepreneur, a CEO of a company, a baker, whatever Julia wants to be, she'll ace it, except one problem. She's scared of public speaking and doesn't want to tell anybody. But she's also 16 years old. She can't afford a speech coach. So in one moment of her life, she goes on YouTube, because that's where she spends most of her time, and types the words, public speaking tips, and then presses enter. And what does she find? She finds a bunch of old white dudes who don't know anything about communication in their 70s. She looks at these videos and goes, I can't relate to any of this. And she never fixes 
public speaking. So for the rest of her life, her belief system that she'll never be a great speaker will live forever unless I do something about it. So notice how in this example, I'm very specific about the person I'm helping. I, I don't really care if I get more clients out of master. I have a pretty good business. For me, I'm really focused on the people who can't afford me, right? The seven-year-old girl in Cambodia, the 14-year-old boy in Utah who's sitting there trying to build some rocket ship, but doesn't really know how to talk to investors or talk to people. Those are the people I'm making master talk for. So every day, Brendan decides not to make the videos because I'm the youngest coach in the world, I think, or the coach's executive. If I don't do it, Bhavani, who else will? And the answer is nobody. And that's the key. When you find that thing for yourself, trust me, you'll get really motivated really fast. I think I write my content now three years in advance. So I'm pretty focused. So that's what I want for everybody. Who suffers from your inability to take action? Get clear on that person and you'll be taking action yesterday. That's so true because you never want to die without doing what you wanted to do in life. So um, that's awesome. So Brendan, uh, I never close my conversation without some key message to our younger generation. Because um, one thing, if I ask my son today, hey, what, what do you want to become? Like a couple of months back, he used to say, I want to be a pilot. But today he says, I want to be a YouTuber. And when I talk to my friends, all their kids are saying the same, you know, they want to be a YouTuber. But um, keeping all that aside, but what is that you want to say to our younger generation when it comes to the art of speaking, communication and all of that? Right. So, so I'll leave with a book recommendation, life advice. Book recommendation, number one book on communication, in my opinion, is Thirst by Scott Harrison. I highly recommend The Raid. I think Scott's a genius in marketing, messaging, and storytelling. So if you want to learn from anybody besides me, it's definitely Scott. So check out his book. And for life advice, it's the following. Be insane or be the same. If you want to be like everyone else, that's totally fine. But if you're still listening to the show and you want to make an impact and you're serious because you made it all the way through to the end, the only thing that matters, Bhavani, at the end of the day is this idea that the people who do amazing things with their life are often crazy. Don't you find it odd that a 22-year-old kid like me started a YouTube channel on, not on vlogs, not on pranks or comedy, but on public speaking and executive communication, and then went on to coach CEOs of companies at 23, but at the same time, still lives with his mother, is literally talking to on a mattress he sleeps on, dances an hour a day in his basement alone, karaoke's in eight different languages, and by the way, loves Justin Bieber. How does any of this make any sense at all? And that, my friends, is the point when every decision in your life makes sense to the only person that matters, which is you, you'll probably be successful. So be insane or be the same. Wonderful, Brandon, wonderful. So people, the next time you talk, you know, the next time you speak, make sure to use these tips and tricks and make an impact, you know, speak up and show up, use your voice. I would say that, Brendan, what an honor, man. It was lovely to catch up with you. And for me, it was just talking to a friend. So in this conversation, thank you for your time and sharing these valuable tips with the audience. Thank you very much. 
to hear your feedback and comments from you you can stay connected with me on social media the description and link is provided below bye for now mm-hmm.